My name is Erin Weideman, and you are listening to Heroes for Her. This series features candid conversations with real women who strive to balance their professional acumen with their personal values. Join me as I interview positive female role models who are working hard, loving others, and inspiring the next generation of girls to serve their unique purpose. Hi, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Heroes for Her. No guest again this week. Um, I am so excited and kind of enjoying this new format. We, uh, two weeks ago, or I guess a month ago now, had the first episode ever where I didn't interview anybody and it was just me. And I talked a little bit about a fun and intentional Christmas tradition that we started here at the Weideman household called the Santa Switch. And I am super excited to be back this week. Again, no interview with some updates on the Santa Switch and to talk a little bit about Christmas traditions as we head into the Christmas season um, because Christmas is less than two weeks away and I know we're excited about it. So I'm excited to be with you um, to share. I'm on IGTV today and also uh, sharing up on the blog. So if you haven't already seen, well, I'm gonna be referencing the original Santa Switch uh, announcement that we did about a month ago. So if you have not yet watched that episode, um, I would encourage you to do that right now because it kind of breaks down just a really fun and interesting way that our family is tackling and approaching Christmas this year in the spirit of generosity and gift giving, not necessarily getting and being so obsessed with getting gifts and receiving gifts, but what can we do as a family to think about flipping the focus a little bit from what can I get to what can I give? So, uh, you know, this was really born out of an article that I wrote for World Vision way back in the summertime. And like I said, if you watch that earlier episode, it'll kind of break down everything that I talked about when we introduced and kicked this thing off right after Thanksgiving. But um, for those of you, just a quick recap. Basically, what we've decided to do is we've decided to, instead of focusing on the things we can get this holiday season, we just wanted to, as a family, sort of switch things around and say, okay, we're going to take the word Santa. We're going to call it a Santa switch. We're going to see a need and take action. And what that looks like for us at the Weidemann household is simply going, you know, when we leave our house or when we get up in the morning, we're trying to pray and steady ourselves around noticing the needs that people have when we leave the house. So if we go to school or if we go to work or if, we go, or if we're running errands or, you know, we're out and, and just going through our day-to-day -day lives, who are the people that we notice need something and then trying to do things that would meet those needs. So, um, I'm excited to, to get into sharing some updates because what you guys have done, which was so awesome, is you sent me in, a lot of you emailed me and direct messaged me on Instagram to send in your own Santa Switch stories. And I wanna highlight a few of those today for people who are wondering like, how do I get involved? And you know, I haven't started yet. There's still so much time. There's, there's two weeks till Christmas. So it's plenty of time right now to decide as a family, okay, what are we gonna do to bless other people? What are we gonna do to see the people who are hurting, who are maybe in need out in our community, in our neighborhood, um, in all of the places that we go? And you know, even, even causes and, and things that exist out in the world you know, that stretch so far beyond the walls of our homes and um, the borders of our communities, we can really be thinking at Christmas time about blessing people across miles um, and the people that are very close to us. So this is just really where it was born. So we're doing a Santa switch this year and I'm inviting you guys to do it officially. Um, we kicked it off a month ago, but I wanted to share, um, you know, just to kind of study our time together today for today's episode, since I'm not interviewing anybody, to talk a little bit about Christmas traditions because what we've decided at, at our house is 
we're going to adopt this tradition in the form of a journal. So this journal is just going to live with our Christmas decorations when we pack them up and then every year we're going to pull it back down when we decorate. And it's going to be a way for us to remember the previous years when we decided to look out into the world and notice those needs and then take action as a family. And now we've got all of these neat stories around ways that we've helped people, which is really I don't know, just cool as a family and in thinking about, you know, being an intentional mom and wanting to train up kids to to notice when someone's in need. Um, it's really been cool to be on the lookout for people together as a family and, you know, and to hear stories of like Brent coming home or Rooney getting done with school and coming back home and saying, oh my gosh, mom, I did a Santa switch today at school or when dad, daddy and I were at, you know, the store, we did a Santa switch with somebody. So it's just been really cool and it's touched my heart. Um, and so I hope it blesses you guys. But I wanted to start off today's episode by talking about this idea of traditions. And I gave a talk last week at a church here in San Diego, and the title of the talk is Miracles, but I spend a lot of time in the, in the beginning of that talk kind of just breaking down some of the family traditions that we have that you know, you've know you grown up and you've done every year, and some of them don't necessarily make a lot of sense, right? But they've been part of your traditions every year, and for whatever reason, they continue on. And every year, Christmas was the same. At least it was in my house. Like we always had, you know, the same dinner. We would have the same Christmas Eve party at my grandma's house where we'd all have to wear red. And if you remember the last episode, I wore that red sweater. Like that party's coming up. I'm going to have to do it again. Um, and, and you do these Christmas traditions and some of them are so lovely and some of them are not so lovely. And it just, it just becomes part of what your family does. And I think it's so cool. Um, but as I gave that talk uh, last week, you know, I kind of, I kind of weave people through like some of the traditions we, I had as a young person, like when I was just a daughter or a member of like my, my, you know, core family before I got married, before I have kids. And then as you grow up through your life, like your roles totally change. And what I enjoy about Christmas is that you can decide as a mom, like you really get to own the culture and the ambiance and the the Christmas situation of your own household. And you sort of steer the ship in terms of Christmas traditions and deciding which ones, you know, kind of come along with you that you pull into your new family and then which ones you kind of want to ball up and throw in the trash can because they just either don't make sense or um, kind of put you off for whatever reason. So I thought I would just share two of our Wideman family Christmas traditions, uh, one of which I love so much and the other one I just can't stand. Um, but this is what happens when you like merge your households with someone and like, you know, you have to decide together like how Christmas is going to go. But as a mom secretly, I'm trying to just like, you know, make all the decisions on that front from like decorating the house and making it look nice and all of the things we want to do. Anyway, um, so the first tradition I want to I want to bring up and for the, I'm just going to apologize in advance for the people that are listening on the podcast. When you go to YouTube, you can access this episode and you'll be able to see all of the things I'm showing on video right now. And trust me, you do not want to miss it because uh, the first the first Wideman family Christmas tradition is this. And I am so excited that I get to show everybody this right now. So this is a portrait of my darling husband who, well, let me back up. So before my husband married and, well, dated and married me, he was dating a girl who I love and he had, he owned a dog with this girl. Uh, her name's Tori. And she, well, this dog's, it's a, well, as you can see, it's a very rugged and manly dog. Um, he's a five pound teacup Pomeranian named Winston Featherbottom. And what my husband did the year we were dating, so the year before we got married, my, my husband decided he would take this dog and dress him in a beautiful sweater 
And then, well, Brent grew out a mustache. And for those of you enjoying that on video, it's so disgusting. Um, he grew it for two months. So he normally he'll do this and try to put me off for about a month. But once it gets into month number two, he really hits a level of like scary that um, you know, goes from funny to could you please shave immediately? So he grows this caterpillar like mustache across his face and he puts on my mom's old Christmas sweater. She has this disgusting, ugly Christmas sweater that has like geeses walking across the the middle with like bows tied around their neck and they there's two cardinals up here and there's like you know kind of like vines and down at the bottom there's toy soldiers and it doesn't light up but it should because this thing is like world renowned it's probably one it's been passed between lots of different family members before we got married and it has probably won maybe 20 or 25 ugly christmas sweater contests so it it truly is like you know the one that that really sets you apart in terms of if you're trying to win one of those contests but um so what my husband did was he took this photo um, at sears portrait studio he took winston put on my mom's christmas sweater and he took the dog to win to sears portrait studio and took like professional photos for christmas with winston um with like a snowy backdrop there's like a wintry wonderland happening behind him and there's pictures of him and winston on a sled and they're pretending to ride the sled and it's so incredibly funny but guys what happens every year at my house for christmas is that we take this portrait out of all the christmas decorations and then we decide as a family where we're going to put it in our house so that we can scare there it is again, scare everybody who comes over. And it's so incredibly funny. And it's something that I look forward to every single Christmas because it just makes Christmas fun and goofy. And it's an instant conversation starter because it's so horrifying for people to look at. They don't really know what to make of it. And I just love it so much. The second tradition uh, that we have in our house that is one I'm not a huge fan of is well again for the people that are watching online like please make sure you're accessing this video to take a look at this the most disgusting christmas ornament that is ever in existence and i just want to preface this by saying like no one's a bigger baltimore ravens fan than me i married into the baltimore ravens football family uh, because my husband's from maryland and he loves the ravens and you know when we were dating we would watch games together and i really got on the you know on the team and i'm excited about it and i love cheering for them but there's a really big gap between my fandom and this ornament so let me just show you as a close-up for the people who are are looking here it is and here it is again for those guys um someone has taken the body like the crusty old body of an actual crab and ripped its legs off and the the main body they have pumped craft frosting across the front of it in this disgusting beard and then they I don't know what this is, if it's like decoupage or ceramic or whatever, but basically what they've done is they've created a nose, like with actual nostrils, if you can see those. Um, oh, and some lips on here, which when you see this thing close up, it's really just takes it to a whole different level of, of gross. Um, and then they painted, I'm gonna lift its hat up, because they painted like a dead stare on the front of it. And it's supposed to be Santa Claus, clearly, because he's wearing a Santa-style hat and it's got the Ravens logo on it and some feathers, like, wisping across the front of his eyebrows. But, you guys, like, Brent, this is Brent's favorite ornament, okay? And he insists every single year that it go right in the middle of our Christmas tree in the living room. And it, it's 
there really are no words except like I I couldn't I can't explain to you how much I dislike this ornament mostly because people really don't know what to make of it when they come over and as moms like we really like to own the artistic quality and I don't know the reverence of the Christmas tree that people come across in our own home it's very exciting to be able to like doll your tree up and maybe make the ornaments match or have everything look pretty with a star on the top or whatever your preference is so I know there are moms out there who are listening who are equally as horrified as I am that this sweet little special guy um it's like mandated and my husband gets really mad because what I'll try to do is I'll put it in the middle of the tree right when we get the tree up and then as the Christmas season like as the days go by during Christmas I just kind of secretly move it like passive aggressively like move it around the tree so that it ends up toward the back like off to the side and then eventually toward the back and it takes him a little while to notice and then we'll play this game where I'll come home and then it's back where in its spot where it's supposed to go and it's just a nightmare so I wanted to just share this with you um because what's the point like Christmas traditions some of them are awesome some of them are not so great but that's what makes them you know fun to do and you get to do it as a family and now we you know we just make fun of this thing every year this ornament um but we love putting, you know, that weird picture out. I'm going to show it to you again just before I close this this section of the podcast content um, to just give you an idea of like, you know, being if you're not excited about making your own Christmas traditions with your family and like coming together as a group of people and going, OK, what do we want Christmas to look like, feel like, you know, what kinds of I mean, anything from like the decorations to the activities that you do to the food and the baking and the cooking that you do and all of those things I mentioned last time, like these are the things that we get to decide as a family what make Christmas fun and special for us. And that's why I think, you know, I love Christmas and I love everything about it. And the things that you can see out in your neighborhood and you, from the lights to everybody's decorations, um, especially the food, because it's so nostalgic of times when you were younger. There are so many things that we experience at Christmas time that we want to, again, you know, continue on for our own families. And my hope and prayer is that, you know, we want to do that. We prioritize those things. But if we're really being intentional parents, my hope and prayer is that we would also set aside time and, you know, to, to create moments for us to consider and care about other people, because that is ultimately what Christmas is about. It's not necessarily, you know, just making things fun and interesting and exciting for our own families. It's really about reflecting the heart of God, making sure we're, we're using this time to witness to people, to tell people about Jesus and to... Um, reflect him in our behavior and in our generosity to the people we come across. So that is really where the Santa switch came from. Um, like I said, it's just simply taking the name Santa and calling it see a need, take action. And for us, we grabbed a journal um, and we've just been logging over the last couple of weeks, like, you know, moments that we've encountered in our day during our week, you know, when somebody either neither needed help or needed something. And then we stepped in to meet that need. So, um, I want to kick off this sort of segment and as I you know, continue on, we're going to wrap up here in a few minutes, but I wanted to just take the time to share some of these stories that came in because like the goal is not to just do this in our house and let and just have it have it be a blessing to the people that we know. I mean, if we're talking about creating a movement, being intentional, helping girls understand their true worth and that God created them not just to be served, 
but to serve other people, to serve the people they come across, then we've got to be intentional as moms to give them opportunities to notice the needs of others and then come alongside and empower them to meet those needs. So as I was thinking about writing the blog for this week um, and updating you guys on everything that's happened since we started this Santa switch, Rooney and I, just a quick story. So Rooney and I a couple days ago went to Home Goods because we needed some Christmas placemats. I usually swap out the placemats depending on what time of year we're in. And for whatever reason, I can't find my other ones. So we're in Home Goods and it took this sweet little girl, I love her, all but five seconds, I mean seconds. So she she and I walked through the front doors and we're like, yes, Christmas placemats, like where are these located? And it took five seconds, you guys, for her to totally abandon what we were there to do. And she just jetted down an aisle and found her way to the toy aisles that were jet, that were overflowing with stuff. And if you've ever walked into Home Goods, like I love Home Goods, I am a Home Goods TJ Maxx girl forever. But we walked through and I, mean, I couldn't even walk up the aisle without kicking toys and games. And I mean, there was just stuff everywhere. So she's walking, you know, very purposely up and down each aisle and she's pointing to all these toys and games and, oh, mama, look at this. And, oh, this baby. And, oh, look at that stroller for my baby and the dolls and all oh, these little figurines and the LOL and all the things that she saw were just they were dazzling her. And she started to explain to me how all of these items were going to go on her Christmas list. And I stopped there in the middle of the store and I went, okay, hold on a second. Um, because, I mean, in our house, we haven't really decided what to do about the whole Santa thing in general. Like last year, she asked me about, you know, Santa because we went and saw Santa. And then all the presents that came, like I just attributed the present that she got to the actual person who bought the present for her. So she asked me if Santa, you know, did Santa bring these gifts? And I just kind of matter of factly, cause I'm doing this for the first time. Like, you know, you know, parenting is just kind of flying by the seat sometimes. I told her the truth. I just said, you know, this person who loves you purchased this gift for you. We write our thank you notes and it sort of happens the way a birthday does. Like someone came alongside to appreciate you and to get you something for Christmas. And we wanna honor that person. We wanna thank them, we wanna appreciate them. So we have to attribute those gifts and where they come from to the actual person when they give us something. So like I said, we don't really have a clear cut approach to the whole Santa business, but we definitely have not ever discussed like writing out a whole list of, you know, items that you want for your own self. Like we, I mean, I have never sat her down to do that. I, I did that as a kid, I think, but I, I don't know. I, I, that's, I'm sort of erring on the side of like, we're not going to lend any time to that or any weight to you know, you know, taking the time to get a piece of paper and make an entire list of things that we really think are special for our own self and the things that we really want to play with, to have inside our house. Um, and it got me thinking because, and I'm talking to all the moms out there, like if we are battle, battling cultural norms daily and we are ladies, we're battling things like selfishness versus service. What we need to start thinking about is being intentional about flipping the focus, not just at Christmas, but this is a beautiful time to start a tradition like this because we can not only be intentional, but actually shift things around in our house to create less focus on the things that we're getting and more focus on the things that we're giving. So we have had a blast doing the Santa switch this year. Like I can't even tell you guys how uplifting it's been to not only do this ourselves as our, as our family, but to hear some of the stories that have come in. And um, for those of you that heard the original episode, so I, I shared the first entry of our journal in that episode where we were at the grocery store and we saw a homeless man and we, and Rooney and I instantly like had a, okay, we can do something. And we went shopping for him and then we had to kind of find him after we left the store. So I shared that whole story because it's the first 
entry in our Santa Switch journal. And I wanted to just take a little time right now and offer up a couple more ideas. Like if you're out there and you're going, yes, I wanna create, I wanna be intentional this Christmas, I wanna shift the focus in my own home, we do wanna figure out ways, really simple ways to practice radical generosity, where we're looking out, we're noticing needs, we're doing something about it as a family, it's so exciting. Um, I wanna share three quick stories with you that came in from people who submitted this week just to get your creative juices flowing if you're going i'm not really sure what to do does everything have to be big it doesn't i mean it's so so simple as saying a quick prayer and going okay lord who are the people that we're you know we're praying for this person god keep me you know like ready and aware help me be you know present in my situation when i leave my home is there someone you want me to help and praying for those people and waiting with anticipation and with the trust that God is gonna bring you those people and he does and it's so cool. So I wanna just read a couple of the stories that came into you to get those ideas flowing if you're going, yes, we wanna start this or we need some more ideas um, or we're looking out and trying to figure out what to do. These things can come very naturally. It doesn't have to be so crafted and orchestrated. Like I know you're like my mom brain does that too, where it has to be like totally dialed in and everything figured out ahead of time. It doesn't, you can leave your house and just wing it. So here's the first entry that came in um, from somebody and it was way back on November 11th. So it was Veterans Day. And so I'm just gonna read it to you. It says, we were sitting at church together as a family and we were watching a video that paid tribute to men and women in our military because it was Veterans Day. And our pastor asked all the veterans to raise their hands so we could honor them as a church family. And my husband elbowed me and he, he said, I want to ask the people who just raised their hands in front of us if we can take them to lunch. And I was like, immediately and this I love this story this woman was like well I don't like we had so many things to do after church and we had planned to go shopping we had planned to bake we had planned to do all these things but her husband nudged her and said like God's moving in my spirit right now we we need to take these people out to lunch so after church let out they they approached this couple and a friend who was with them who had all raised their hands and said yes we were in the military or we're a military family and um they got their attention they said hey would you like to go out to lunch we'd love to take you to lunch and so they said yes so they drove and met these three people with their whole family to a restaurant down the down the street and they spent just the next half hour you know they bought their lunch and they and they sat there and they just chatted over hamburgers and they met one of the young men was his name was jimmy he was from indiana and he lives with his wife Allie, just a little bit south of where the church was uh their friend tony had just moved to san diego from detroit he'd only been in town for like two days and it she says it was great getting to know that they hadn't been attending our church for that long. And it was really cool to, to spend a little time with some people who, and that was maybe like their first or second experience even going to their church. And they got to find out about who these people were you know, hear more about their time in the military and what, what um, you know, life experiences that they had and bless their kids so much. And they also got to figure out how to order things um, off the secret menu because they went to In-N-Out. So all of these neat little fun blessings and add-ons that God um, delivered through just their obedience to say, okay, we're at church. I see somebody, they raise their hand. Okay, I feel a God nudging me. I'm noticing, I mean, everyone's gonna eat, right? It's so cool to relay that story and just say like, yes, like everyone needs lunch. We're gonna meet, we're gonna have fellowship. We're gonna um, you know, be a witness to somebody who's just moved to town, who was experiencing their church for the first time. So I love that story so much. Um, the second story that I wanna share is back from November 26th. 
And this person was walking down the street in New York City, and she was with her husband. Uh, it was a mom, they were, and they were alone. All their kids were being watched by grandma and grandpa, and they were walking down the street trying to decide, I don't know if it, they were on a vacation or not, where they should eat lunch. And they noticed there was a mom standing on the sidewalk, and she was holding her infant son. And it was really cold and windy. They were in New York, and the baby didn't have a hat. And her husband was holding a hat, and she looked at it, and before she could even say anything, her husband walked over to the woman and gave her the hat for her baby. It's such a simple story, and I love the little stories that are coming in like that, you guys. It doesn't have to be this huge, like, I got to do this big thing for God or this totally, you know, you know, financially generous gift. And it can be that, but, you know, such a simple thing of noticing, you know, on a cold and windy day, that a mom was dressed appropriately and then she was holding herself for whatever reason, that baby had like something snuggly on, but his head was cold and there was nothing covering it. And and having the, having the, you know, the, not, not even discernment, having just the, the capacity to, you know, be present and available for when God twinges your heart for something or when God nudges you to notice something and just stepping in in obedience and just giving a hat away. Like this hat, I mean, how many of us have more than one hat that just live in our closets? It was just so cool to hear that story about he was like, oh, I literally have a hat in my hand. I don't need this. I have one, you know, I have it at home or I don't and I can give it to this baby right now. It's so cool. Last story. So this one comes just um, back from last week, right after Thanksgiving. So November 28th, this couple was driving with their daughter to Home Depot to get their Christmas tree. And on the opposite side of the street, going the other direction of their car, there was an ambulance passing them with its lights flashing and its sirens going off. And after a few moments, like nobody said anything, but everybody saw the ambulance. After a few moments, their daughter totally unprompted said, Hey, we need to pray for those people. Whoever's that ambulance is going to help. We need to pray for, you know, that family or whoever was involved if there was an accident. And they stopped right there and they prayed in the car and they just simply said a quick prayer and just lifted up the family to the Lord and said, God, would you, would you be with the the ambulance workers that are driving to help whatever family, whatever person that is in need right now? We pray for safety. We pray for healing, for protection, for anybody involved. If it, if it was an accident, if there's something going on, God, would you be with that family or that person, whoever whoever's in need of your help, um, your healing, your whatever whatever covering they need right now, or whatever way they need you to intercede? They just prayed for that as a family, like on the way to get their Christmas tree. It's so cool. So. Guys, I share these stories with you and um, I'm gonna have a couple of more updates of our family's uh, Christmas stories and Santa Switch and all the things that we're, we've been doing. We have five entries so far. Um, and it's not a competition, it's like whatever God stirs your heart for, but I'll be sharing those coming up in different um, little snippets on online and on social so you can look out for those. But it is not too late to join the Santa Switch party. Like get on this train and ride the train of radical generosity and coming alongside people this Christmas to help those in need it is it has been such a fun and intentional tradition to start this with our own family i know we're going to continue it on and and literally it's so easy to do all you need is a journal something to write with and a heart willing and committed to saying yes lord we are going to pray before we leave our home we are going to be on the lookout for people who who need our help and we're going to step in and do something about it when we see it so I want to invite you guys, you know, keep it really simple. I would love, love to hear from you. If you have a Santa Switch story that you want to share, I would love to highlight you on our feed. Um, we really want to 
shift the focus as a community of moms who are supporting their daughters, but more importantly, to strengthen families this holiday season. Like this is something so easy you can do to just ask the Lord where he wants you to lead you to lead your family and be on the lookout for people to bless, to notice those needs and to do something to take action. So guys, I'm so excited to invite you to do this. We have two weeks until Christmas. There's so much time to be able to, to do, see a need, take action, to do a Santa switch on your own. So I'm just inviting you to do that right now. Um, and bless you guys. You know, I hope, I hope this holiday season for you, and this is our last podcast of the year. I hope this holiday season brings with it so many things for your families. I mean, I've, I've prayed a lot. I think the word peace has been on my heart, even just the last six months. Over the summer, it was the word wisdom. And then, you know, as God kind of revealed things around that word to me, the, the last season, the last six months for me has really been about maintaining peace. And that's just what I pray over everybody listening to this podcast, that you would experience God's peace this holiday season, that you would, you know, just live renewed and and refreshed in in what we have as saved by Jesus. I mean, he he's come alongside each and every one of us and he's offered this free gift of salvation. God's grace is incredible. And I I just pray that we would feel at peace this holiday season and then in the same breath like allow that peace to activate us to figure out what God wants us to do. And not really about setting, you know, New Year's resolutions, but just figuring out today what God is stirring your heart for and how he wants to ignite you to build his kingdom in whatever that looks like in your own life. I mean, that's what we we live and die for over here and not, even not just at our own house, but just as a company um, that we could embolden a generation of women and moms to come alongside girls to really change things and shift shift hearts and shift identities so that we are so that not not just that we're stepping into our our unique leadership roles in god's kingdom but we're bringing people along with us um i already feel like god's stirring my heart for a new word coming in 2019 and that word is influence so i just wanted to wrap up today's episode by encouraging you guys you know put yourselves in moments this holiday season where you can feel and experience god's peace but then get ready because god has work for us to do and um, I'm just excited to hear the stories, not just about Santa Switch, but about how God wants to use you this holiday season. So God bless you guys. I love you so much.